Hey, it has been a while if you, if you know who I am or if you used to watch uh, my videos in the past or if you've ever watched a video on this channel, uh, yeah, you may know that it's been a while since I've made a video. And it's actually been exactly one year uh, to this day. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. I'm just going to make this video in order to share just a little bit of why I've kind of taken a break from videos. And exactly one year ago, I posted a video on formation with um, a discussion I had with my friend Hui. And we talked about um, just formation, I guess, the formation that we went through together, um, but also the importance of good formation, especially uh, at this time of my life when I'm still young in my, my early 20s here. Uh, and so I was also really fascinated with the idea of uh, Jesus's formation during that time of his life. And he lived in Nazareth. He lived a really hidden, simple way of life of just prayer and work. And uh, I was really, uh, really captured by that. So in seeking formation, trying to follow the Lord and to go where he was leading me to, I ended up just having a, a way of life that was very similar to just prayer and work. And it really modeled the Nazareth uh, way of life and spirituality. And so God kind of brought me there in, uh, I guess, an unusual way or a more radical way. And I, I don't really have time in this video to share everything I went through in the past year or where uh, that whole discernment of that. But basically throughout this time, I also went through somewhat of a crisis. And it was not really, a, I guess, a crisis in a sense of the Lord called me in a radical way, and I uh, questioned whether I was a real Christian. And I was challenged and convicted in a lot of ways, and I, I guess I, I chose it to be more prudent to um, live a more hidden life uh, while I lived that of just trying to live the Christian faith as best I could. And and part of like the call to leaving everything and, and uh, the way of life I was living, I just felt it prudent to take a break from videos as well. And that was part of uh, what I let, let it let go. And, and I didn't know when I was going to do videos again or if I was going to do videos again like I had in the past. Um, but it seemed to be a good time at this time to do another vi a video exactly a year from uh, my last one on the eve of Pentecost. So I questioned whether I was a real Christian. It can be kind of tough to talk about the faith and wonder if you're you're really living it when you talk about it. I, because I would talk about the faith quite a bit. I grew up in a real missionary home or, and I would, sh I would share my faith often, especially with these videos. And I was going through a time of just being convicted of how much am I really living as a Christian. And uh, scriptures, especially from like John, were so convicting. Like he says here, uh, John says in, in his first letter of John, he says, if a rich person sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against his brother, how can he claim that he loves God? And I just, I became more aware of all the ways that I could be loving other people or that I was failing to love. And I was challenged. And when you're challenged to like share the faith, talk about it, and you can't even live up to the things you're, you're talking about, it's, uh, for one, it's quite humbling and you feel like a hypocrite. And so he also goes on to say is that my children, our love should not be just words and talk. It must be true love. It shows itself in action. And 
So I guess I was more hungering and, and feeling convicted to, to try and commit to a way of life that I talked about the faith less and tried to live it in action. And I was challenged in this. Oh, this these were the only scriptures that were challenging me, especially the, the main one was the rich young man, the story of the rich young man. And I really felt like I was a rich young man. So in being convicted of that and being challenged by the Lord and desiring to follow Jesus and give him my all, I, I, I tried to to give away as much as I could. I let go of the life I had and uh, felt called to, to leave my home. So I kind of went through that whole time. <laughs> feel like I was a rich man, really left. And so that was a big part of it. Throughout this time, I was also reading a lot of like old classic spiritual works for a course that I was doing. And uh, a lot of them are in this, but just original Catholic writings, like one of them from, from St. Gregory of, of Nicaea. And it's on, uh, it's on what does it mean to be a true Christian or to call oneself Christian. And it's convicting. It's so convicting. Like some of the things he says is, um, he says, if someone, if therefore someone puts on the name of Christ, but does not exhibit in his life, what is indicated by the term, such a person belies the name and puts on a lifeless mask in accordance with the model proposed to us. And he claims that the definition of a Christian is to imitate the divine, to basically imitate Christ. And that, has been my sole goal and sole purpose and in striving to imitate Christ more with my life, I was just being convicted to change a lot of things. Yet I also didn't want to do uh, a great violence to the gospel by just taking one aspect of it. Like one of my favorite spiritual writers, he, he gives this warning and he says, one of the most frequent forms of violence done to biblical revelation is to abstract one passage of scripture from all the rest selectively in order to suit one's private notions and thus invoke divine authority as a warrant for one's prejudices. We all know that by this method, just about anything can be demonstrated as biblical, even theories that are blatantly repugnant to the Judeo-Christian faith. In addition, the practice is a classic example of missing the forest for the trees. To know only one portion of scripture and ignore the rest as irrelevant, the favorite ploy of the heresaics is surely worse than not knowing scripture at all. So I also don't want to do that. Uh, and, and understanding that it's still important to, to not be afraid in speaking up about our faith, to sharing what God is doing in our lives. Uh, but at this time in my life in this season, I was really, really convicted. And then having a harder time sharing my faith or, or speaking of it so boldly when I knew I was failing to live it so much myself or becoming more aware of all the good that I, I could try and be doing at least. <laughs> And, and that's where I got a, spent, ran into struggles and realizing how much I couldn't really live the Christian faith perfectly. I can fall into some perfectionism and perfectionism can get the best of me a lot of times. I, I, can, I can have a fear of like making mistakes or not wanting to do something if I can't do it perfectly uh, in fear of, of, of not doing it well, of uh, doing it wrong or yeah, I, I, and it's a good thing to strive for excellence, to seek to do something well. But when it comes to being a Christian, this can be a dangerous thing in the Christian life because the Christian faith is not just something you can choose to do or choose to live when you know you're going to do it super well. It's, and it's, it's not so much about what you do. It's not about doing something, although it comes with that. It comes with a way of life often and, and it comes with things you have to stop doing. There's commandments, uh, but... It's more about who you are and it's more, it, it, it's an indelible mark on a soul that, that you get that I've received when I was baptized and, and entering into the family of God. And 
It's, it's being God's. It's being claimed by him and being his son and daughter. So if we cannot love God perfectly, it's, it's easy for me to just be all or, all or nothing and get discouraged. And my, uh, my perfectionism, allowed myself, I allowed myself to get discouraged a lot of times. Um, a big thing I grew in a devotion to is the divine mercy. Especially in the last little while, just coming to a realization that that's the only place where I could actually find freedom is God's mercy. And it's not just, divine mercy is not just about when or if, or if I commit a mortal sin that God will forgive me. It's, it's about living in the merciful love of God and knowing, and just resting in it constantly and knowing that even to just exist in my very breath is God's mercy. Because no matter how much I do, no matter how much I try and do in the faith, I cannot love God perfectly. Even the greatest saint did not love God uh, as God deserves to be loved. And so I just recognize like it truly is the only place I'm finding freedom because there's so many good things one can do. And there's, there's always, it seems like there's more, there's never enough. And falling into God's merciful love and just allowing myself to rest there. Uh, that's where I've been growing in a gratitude and desire to just to serve God. And, and that's ever the more reason to try and serve God as best we can and to give him as much as we can and to, to love and serve him with our hearts, with our love. To wrap up, if you're still listening, <laughs> thanks for listening. I am realizing more and more, if I still want to follow Jesus, and I really do, I'm seeking his will. I want to follow the spirit. I want to serve him as best I can. I really do love him and, and want to get to know him more, to become like him. But yet I'm realizing more, just like in the rich young man, when Jesus asks him to go and sell all you have and give to the poor and, and, and come follow me, he's, he's asking him to give up everything. And, and we're all called to give up certain things. And so it's important to really reflect on what is God asking me to let go of in order to follow him? Or what is holding me back in following Jesus? And I want to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, and I, I really am trying. Um, but I'm learning more and more that if I still want to follow Jesus, I might have to let go of my perfectionism too. Okay, well, pray for me. I'm on a journey, uh, just like you in the Christian faith, trying to live with Jesus, be with him, follow him, serve him, uh, discern what he's calling me to. And so, uh, yeah, please pray for me. I will pray for you as well. Uh, I miss doing videos a lot, so this is fun to be able to do this. And I will be posting a few in the really near future here, a few that I made over a year ago, and I uh, thought would be still good to post. And then also a series and talks, I, a series of talks I did at a camp on the mass. Uh, and so stay tuned for those. Uh, but good to see you guys, and good to be able to make this video. Um, praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I uh, let's pray that the Holy Spirit comes down upon me, upon you, upon it, all us Christians in the entire church, uh, so that the church may become alive, be restored, be renewed through the power of the Holy Spirit and may grow in a greater understanding of God's merciful love for all of us. Well, uh, praise God and uh, blessings on your Pentecost. Uh, have confidence in the power of the Holy Spirit and what God wants to do in your life. And uh, Continue to try and glorify God in your lives. Peace be with you guys, and we'll see you in the next video. Rose for Christ, burning the way, living the gospel every day. We're just striving to practice dying. The greatest.
While I was editing this video, uh, I filmed it earlier this week, and then Father Mike Smith put out a really great video similar to this topic, and I found it extremely helpful. I will link it down below, and uh, if you struggle with perfectionism or have been seeing that the Christian life is actually impossible to live, and you found it even more than just, just difficult, uh, he helps explain this whole dynamic, and uh, if, if you would like to watch it, I will link it down below. Maybe you'll find it helpful as well.